Next on BYU Sports Nation, the need for an every down back. Who can the Cougars rely on at running back for all three downs? Ben Franklin said that nothing is certain except death and taxes. So besides death and taxes, what can BYU fans count on? Plus, the greatest crowd-hushing moments in Cougar sports history, and why are Mo Lange's socks in the gymnastics practice foam pit? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, April 17th. Hopefully you get, got your taxes in. If not, hurry up. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is quickly sending his tax return in. So I'm teamed up with the man who claims all of Cougar Board is his dependents, Jason Shepard. Uh, I most certainly do not. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people today are, like, really stressed to get everything in. I've had my taxes done for months. Like, it's been done since February. Yeah, uh, it is recommended to do it earlier. Yeah. Right? But m- like most college assignments or papers, <laughs> you kind procrastinate. Of like, things yeah. in life, right? You need kind of a gentle push in a mild arc. In the oh, and a cowhide globe hits, hits home. home. Yeah, yes, thank exactly. you. It's Hot Rod Hunley. Yes. Yes, very uh, nice. Of the Utah Jazz. Le- legendary Utah Jazz broadcaster. Exactly. But yeah, this, this is a stressful time for a lot of people. I, I like to take care of, uh, of business early. And, uh, and and it's nice of you to claim all of Cougar Board as your. Dependence. I do not. Like that is. I a, do not. A that, wonderful thing that. That would do. be a lot of dependence. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Lots to discuss today. Uh, we're going to talk to FB Schedules Amy Daughters, who has an interesting idea to shake up college football. How realistic is it? I don't know, but we're going to talk to her coming up. Uh, plus, uh, Molangi socks. It's what? What are they doing in the <laughs> foam pit? We'll discuss that. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, out of all the discussion about the new offense and quarterbacks, perhaps we've missed the mark with an important position for the success of said BYU football this fall. The running back, y'all. Last season, the Cougars had three dudes carry the ball 40 or more times, and one of them was Austin Kofensis, who's now playing safety. The Cougars need an every down back, so BYU isn't predictable when they put out a certain guy, and oh, they run these plays with that guy. You need the three-tool back, running, blocking, and catching. Jason, does BYU have an every-down back on the roster? Look, that's the question that remains to be seen. I think that's why this spring was so important. It's why fall will be important. I believe ultimately that they do, and I believe that that running back is Zach Katoa. That's, he's a guy, man. Like, like everything that we've seen, and again, it's been limited in practice, everything we've seen – Everything we've heard from coaches in, in post-game interviews and you know, media sessions, everything to me leads me to believe that Katoa will be that guy. We keep hearing the, the term multiple. You know, they they want to have multiple looks. And like you mentioned, you don't want to have a guy out there and they immediately know it's going to be a run or it's a pass. I think of all of the guys, Katoa is the one that probably has the best combination of being able to run the ball and catch the ball out of the backfield. Look, BYU, like any program, is best when you have a workhorse. That doesn't mean that you can't have multiple guys there, but having one guy that you can count on to be the guy is huge. And I I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be Zach Katoa. I agree with you that Zach Katoa could be one of those guys. In the spring game, he had 17 carries for 86 yards. BYU showed its hand in that they want to see Zach Katoa 
get some run. And they gave him some run. Last year on the practice squad, Fred Warner, one of the defensive players, coming up to Kalani Stock saying, can we play that guy? So certainly he's in the mix. Ula Tolutau, yep. to me, is BYU's most talented running back. Big, physical, Wisconsin commit. Really? Let's, let's get this guy involved. Obviously had an off-the-field issue that kept him out of a few games at the end of last year. Hopefully he's in good standing and good to go. He was injured, didn't play in spring. Another guy I have a question about. Squally Canada, can he be in every down back? He was the leading rusher on the team with 710 yards, 5.9 yards per carry, six touchdowns. Why isn't he being conversed uh, or discussed more? And K.J. Hall, if he can block 5'9", 182, he's a tough sucker, but he's 5'9", 182. If he can block, he is one of BYU's best options, catching the rock. Uh, He showed some real promise against San Jose State in particular. Uh, KJ Hall is the name for me that could be uh, an every down back. I love that we'll you're see. you're putting so much stock in a five nine one hundred eighty two pound person. I like that a lot. Are you five nine one eighty two? That is about almost exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the connection here? <laughs> Yesterday, we asked Blaine Fowler his opinion on this question: Who does he think could be an every down back for the Cougars? I know that Jeff Grimes is looking for an every down guy, and I feel like Katoa. Oh man, he he could be the guy. He could be the guy, and we both agree. Although, I don't want to do the classic BYU preseason thing, though. Here's this dude who hasn't done anything, and here's all this pressure and expectations. We're kind of doing that with Zach Katoa, although it was initially referenced by the the coaches. Yes. But I don't want to be like... Hey, Yona Pritchard's the next Fui Vakapuna. Like that, they don't always turn out. You're you're absolutely right. It is. I want it, Zach to just do what he it does. Is, it is cautious optimism. There you go. But there's a lot of cop- cautious optimism. Optimism. Yeah, there's a lot of it right now because <laughs> Zach Katoa looks really good. All right, as we mentioned, today is that dreaded day. That's right. It is tax day, and if you're just finding that out, you're probably going to need an extension. It's too late if yeah. you're just finding it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can get an extension this late, but who knows? I don't know. I've never been in that situation. There's also that famous quote from Benjamin Franklin. I like to call him B. Frank. Yeah. He said, quote, in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes, mm-hmm. end quote. So, Jerem, other than death and taxes, what is the one thing BYU fans can count on? I don't have one thing. I have like 12 things. Okay, so here's my list. <laughs> winning or losing close in Spokane. Okay. Not winning a West Coast Conference title in men's hoops. Preseason football national championships. <laughs> Cougarettes dominating. Women's volleyball. I hope I don't take any of yours here. Women's volleyball to the Sweet 16. Men's volleyball in the Final Four. Uh, a discussion about gym sizes in the West Coast Conference. Kyle Collinsworth food tweets. Jimmer should have been given more opportunities in the NBA. Well, he should have. Bigotry from Stanford and Cal towards BYU in the Pac-12. And this show every day. Very nice. That is quite the list. I hope I didn't steal you. You actually thunder. did not. Oh, good. Yeah, we actually, if, as many as There's you had. There's a lot of certain, that, certainty. That I, right? went a, I went a different direction. Uh, I went with that any rumor of BYU joining a P5 conference okay. will immediately become newsworthy. <laughs> I may, no be the, the source. I may be at the front of that line. Uh, <laughs> Dave Rose winning at least 20 games. Oh, amen to that. Uh, Ute fans paying attention to everything BYU related. They know BYU's depth chart in 2030 right now. Can I add to that? Please. Utah offering a player BYU offers. As soon as BYU offers, Utah's like, we're going to offer you too. Uh, Max Hall hating Utah. Yeah, that's uh, The West Coast Conference refs being horrible. My homies. Yeah, that's right. 
You can uh, tweet back at Jerem. And opposing coaches bringing up the age of BYU players. Oh, yeah, that's a really yeah. good one. Yeah, those are the things you can count on besides death and taxes. That is a really good one. In fact, it's our question of the day. Besides death and taxes, what's the one thing <laughs> BYU fans can count on? At Colonel underscore James 83. One, unexpected wins. Two, heartbreaking losses. That's sports, right? Those two. Uh, three, the awesomeness of Cosmo and the Cougarettes. Four, yes. the jealous obsession of Ute fans. <laughs> I th- I think BYU fans are obsessed with Utah too. I don't think it's one sided. I I think it's a it's a jealousy dance, and there are two people involved. No, it's one sided. It's yeah. all them. Okay, okay. Uh, weighing on our uh, question, we'll get to more of those coming up. Use hashtag BYUSN. NFL Network reported yesterday the Detroit Lions defensive lineman Ziggy Ansah, my former Richards Building pickup homie, will sign his franchise tender and report for off-season workouts today after his trip back home to Ghana. Unlike me, Ansa will make $17.1 million this season for the Lions. Jason, what do you expect from Ziggy Ansa this season for the Lions? Uh, I expect him to be able to uh, buy anything he wants. Mm-hmm. It's 17.1 mil. Uh, he, look, for Ziggy, if he's healthy, I expect him to be one of the most dominant defensive ends in the National Football League. That's what he is. He's one of the best. That's what he is, and he's being paid like it. That's why when you get the franchise tag, you're being paid as if you are one of the best, and he is. The other thing is Matt Patricia is the new head coach in Detroit. We all know that he's been the longtime defensive coordinator for for, uh, the New England Patriots. They've won multiple Super Bowls. He is a defensive guy. People call him a genius. I think that word's thrown out probably – more often than it needs to be, but he knows what he's talking about. He's now in charge, and I think with him at the helm, I think you can expect Ziggy to be put in even better situations for him to be successful. In terms of, say, like a, a specific number, I mean, I, last year Ziggy had 12 sacks. I would expect a minimum of 10, and I'm, I'm being very conservative there. I expect a lot because if Ziggy's healthy, he's a dominant player in the NFL. Indeed, and he is not uh, under contract beyond this season. Right. So he's playing for another contract. You so, can be franchised yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, he could. But um, yes. So he, he's playing for a contract potentially. So you always hear, oh, he's going to ball out in his contract. Yeah. So I'm with you. I expect double-digit sacks. He had 12 last year. Multiple forced fumbles. He only had one the last two years. I expect a touchdown from him, actually, this year. Scoop and score. I see it. I feel it. I like I think it. he's going to do it. And as you mentioned, uh, Matt Patricia, if he was in your ward, it'd be Brother Patricia. That'd be a, a fun one. Uh, he, he coached Kyle Van Noy the last couple seasons, by the way, with yes. the Patriots. So did enough with that defense to uh, win some Super Bowls. Been in three of the last four. So I expect big things from uh, Brother Ansa as well. Speaking of big things, how about last night in the NBA playoffs? The Miami Heat defeated the 76ers in Philadelphia. And the Heat were really in control of that game. But Philly made a late run, made it interesting. But it was with 47.9 seconds left in the game. Dwayne Wade hit a 23-foot J over Ben Simmons, the runner-up and the rookie of the year to Donovan Mitchell, uh, to seal the deal, basically. Your homer is showing. Yes, I know. He even stared down comedian Kevin Hart, who'd been talking trash, the Philadelphia native courtside. Dwayne, you can't do it, Dwayne. I'm telling you right (laughs) now, Dwayne. He stared him down. And then after the game, Wade said this. He said, quote, it's a great feeling when you go into that bag, especially when you're on the road, when you got people like Kevin Hart talking on the sidelines to be able to hush a whole crowd. That's a great feeling. That's a feeling I hope my son feels one day. It's an amazing feeling. So, Jerem, with that in mind, what is the best crowd hushing moment in BYU sports history? 
Now, when I first think of this, to hush a crowd, you've got to be on the road. Yes. It's not a home game or yes. even a neutral, really. It's probably got to be a road game where there's a big crowd and you, there's a dramatic shot or finish that uh, wins BYU the game. So, uh, recency biases, 2015 at Nebraska, Tanner Mangum rolls out and throws 42 yards downfield to Mitch Matthews. That hushed the Nebraska crowd, 80,000 fans. Silent. Incredible. And the BYU crowd was right there yeah. in that end zone, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, this this is the peak of Tanner Mangum's career. He cannot do anything greater than this. Um, he should still try. But this is the peak. I mean, his his first game, and boom goes the dynamite, right? Other ones that came to mind, the Delva Dagger was the reverse hush in the Marriott Center. That that I hate that play. Jimmer Fredette's half-court buzzer beater against Utah. I was underneath the basket uh, with the camera in that one. That was one of the greatest halves of basketball in BYU history. It was awesome. Any of the wins at Gonzaga, those are fun. The Nate Austin block. The Nate, what a block by Austin. And February 26, 2011, at San Diego State on CBS versus Kawhi Leonard in the show, BYU shut that crowd up by winning again at Viejas Arena. All right. For me, there is one answer to this and one answer only. And it begins and ends with Beck to Harleen. That has Finds his guy! everything you are wanting out of a hush play. On the road, rivalry, final play to beat your rival in their home stadium. It doesn't get any better than that. That is the greatest hush moment in BYU sports history. I have one picture of BYU sports up in my house. It's Beck to Harleen. It is so good. It is so awesome. Spencer and I were standing next to each other on the sideline in 2006. The interesting thing about the hush element of that is there are enough BYU people there that there's a roar. Yes. Also, my experience from the the 98 BYU-Utah game where Ryan Kinoshiro clanks a kick off the uprights and BYU wins was that the entire crowd yelled in that situation because the Utah fans were, ah! And the BYU fans were Yay! cheering. Yes. So the whole crowd erupted <laughs> when that happened, which was really interesting uh, <laughs> for that one. Okay, it's been a minute since we explored the comings and goings of one Mo Longy. On March 18th, Utah newspaper The Daily Herald reported a story about Mo Longy and the new gymnastics foam pit. Apparently in February, sometime coach Guard Young wanted to test the mental toughness of the gymnastics team. So he invited other athletes on campus to, quote, heckle the girls as they practiced routines. As practice ended, the football players in attendance took turns jumping into the foam pit because you can't not do that. Why, why wouldn't you? The 6'7", 397-pound Mo Lange, quote, plunged into the pit, end quote. The only issue was Lange didn't immediately emerge from the pit. It required the help of several people, including 6'3", 340-pound Tavita Moonga, to help him out. Guard Young said he lost his socks. We never found them. They are still in the bottom. Jason, what's the best part of the Mo Longy versus the gymnastics foam pit story? Well, the best part is that it doesn't matter what it is. If it is about Mo Longy, it breaks the internet. You know what I <laughs> this mean? This has gone national. Like this, yes, this is not Yahoo, something. Yahoo, CBS yes, Sports. Everybody has SB picked Nation. this up. Yes. Yeah. When, when BYU signed him, viral because he was such a large human being. Coming back, it, was, it went national that he was back in the team. Now this, it's unbelievable how much attention he garners. Everybody loves 
to hear about Mo Lange. The other I love thing, Mo Mo Lange. Yeah, the other part about this is if you have seen the video, there is a mixture of blue and red. Well, there's a video of someone jumping in. There's no video of this. Of not this, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it, we'd show it. Yes, if we, we would it. show it if we had it. Yeah. But there's video of, of other players jumping in. And there's blue and red foam. Now, why is there red foam? Why is there red foam in there? I do have an issue with that. That is is maybe the biggest question I have is why, of all colors, red foam? That shoots up to number two in my issues with BYU Sports right now. One is the BYU football scheduling philosophy. Two is the red foam in the pit. Like that's In the pit! What is that? It should not happen. The best part of this story is the visual, mentally, (laughs) of Molangi jumping in and then going... Guys, guys. Hey, a little help here. How did they get him out? They probably had to throw out all the foam and then ugh. look. Look, the the foam pits, the like the the ball pits that like the kids play in. Yeah, they're like quicksand. The more you move and struggle to get out, the deeper you fall into this. Yeah, it's it is crazy. It's crazy. Our question of the day: Besides death in Texas, what's the one thing BYU fa- fans can count on? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We will read your tweets later on in the show. Coming up, what would conference realignment look like mm. with BYU in it? Among others, we will talk with Amy Dodders coming up in just a few minutes. She's got some radical ideas. We'll bring them up. Uh, and Amy Dodders will tell us after the break. Plus, the latest on Fred Warner. What's the latest team he visited as in his pursuit of the NFL draft? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball is in Tucson tonight to face the Arizona Wildcats. You can listen to the game live on BYU Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's a good thing. Yeah, 8 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, It's a good thing the BYU is not at home because it is a blizzard uh, in Provo today. By the way, it was 70 degrees two days ago. But they do have the field that could handle it. Yes, but but yes, if it's a blizzard, they just can't see. <laughs> they're probably Although they have played in the snow. They have, yes, they yeah, have. Their their weather is probably significantly better than ours right now. Pretty crazy. Yeah, this is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day: Besides death and taxes, what's the one thing BYU fans can count on? <laughs> Lots of great responses with this one today at CL underscore Living. Is this question a troll for Countdown to the Wildcats? Believe it or not, it actually was not. But since you bring it up, hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats! 137! Okay, that was much better. Although we haven't done it every day. I don't know that it's a thing you can expect as much of late, right? It used to be a staple of the show. it, It will again become a daily thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, our next guest is Amy Dodders, who joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. She writes for FB Schedules, and she wrote an article called A Bold Plan to Make College Football Great Again. Amy, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. So you wrote this article. In a nutshell, uh, what's, your, what's your grand plan to make college football great again? Well, the, the, the first thing to understand about the great plan is that uh, – to, you know, to fix college football, which in my opinion would be promote equality and expand the playoff bracket, it's not to expand the Power Five leagues by adding teams to the existing divisions. Instead, it's, it's completely the opposite of the, you know, I think what people think of when they think about uh, expanding college football, expanding the bracket, it's to shrink the 
conferences, actually shrink the conferences and add additional conferences and therefore get rid of the divisions, which are unfair. And, and really, just this is the cornerstone of the idea. And it all started, I had a conversation with a, a great LSU fan, uh, friend. He graduated from there. So you, you got a picture. It's a Big 12 girl. That's me talking to an SEC guy. And much to my surprise, my, my little Cajun friend told me that rather than the Big 12 being the shrinking violet that we all think it is, that they're the only conference that has it right, that, that they've got it right because with no divisions, every team plays every other team once every year. And, that's, and you know, that's the only fair approach. So really my idea is based on that. Part so we take the six – go ahead. No, no, you finish your, finish your thought. No, I was going to go into the plan, uh, as it is, to take the 64 current Power 5 teams, plus Notre Dame, BYU, your school, and Army, and then add 10 really well-deserving non-Power teams and move them up so you have a field of 77. Split them into seven conferences that make sense geographically, that restore some rivalries that make, you know, that are valuable to college football, and then that you've got your seven Power conferences, and they seed an eight uh, spot bracket. You mentioned that you believe there should be the elimination of independence in college football. Obviously, that certainly affects BYU. And Cougar fans are going to love that or they're going to hate it. What, what was your reasoning behind getting rid of teams going independent? Well, it's just another way. You know, I've spent the last several years, you know, analyzing college football schedules. And it's another way for there to be an inequality you know, between schedules uh, that will never be an apples-to-apples, you know, comparison. But the the independent status, you know, is another way for teams to, uh, you know, not not stick with a scheduling format that makes sense for everybody. Plus, it it, it complicates a four-team, a four-bracket playoff or an eight-bracket playoff because what do you do with it? And, you know, Notre Dame has all the advantage in, in being an independent. You know, BYU took a step up from moving from the Mountain West Conference because simply because they can play more power teams, more quality teams now. But, you know, the independent status, it's basically protected Notre Dame and given them an advantage for years and years. And my contention is Notre Dame needs to play by the same rules as everyone else. And for BYU, you know, dropping the independent status in football only helps them is if they're finally included in the mix where they have a clear path to, you know, to make it to a national championship. You're preaching to the choir uh, here on BYU Sports Nation. Amy Dodders, who uh, wrote a really interesting article we're discussing on FB schedules. Yep, BYU uh, in the Pacific Conference. I've been a proponent for BYU to be in the Pac-12 for a long time. I think it's a a tremendous fit. Uh, The league values the research element of uh, academia, so BYU hasn't been in that for whatever reason, among other things. But I I am I'm a huge fan of this Pacific Conference uh, uh, with BYU in it, Boise State. What went into how you shaped each conference? Well, basically, I, I, I took a map and drew lines, you know, penciled in all the current teams, and then picked the, the, the 10 teams that I saw plus BYU and Army and, and put them in the divisions where they geographically made sense because that also – <clears throat> there's a lot of rivalries that will be restored from a plan like that. You know, for instance, West Virginia doesn't fit into the Big 12. They fit in. They need to play Pitt. But, you know, that there's, there's A&M needs to be back in Texas playing Texas schools. And BYU, clearly, if there was an expansion in the Pac-12, is, is, a, is a target. Because that's, 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 you know, they play Utah. That's 
that that's your big game. I listen to your lead in. You know, you don't want any red in your in your pit with your with your cushions or whatever. That's exactly you don't want right, part of that. Yes. That, that that's a big deal. So that, the I, I drew the lines based on that and tried to protect as many rivalries and make it uh, enough geographic sense as I possibly could. Now you also talk about expanding the playoff teams to eight. I. I I don't know anybody who doesn't like that idea, except it hasn't happened yet. So how inevitable is that ultimately that the playoff teams will expand? Well, I think it's, I think it's a product of money, and I think that's what we all think. The BCS died. Uh, there was such pop, popular outcry for it to go away. But I think the biggest reason it died is because there was more money in the playoff system. You know, with my plan, it's interesting because – you still retain the committee. You expand it to eight. But rather than have the committee, these, these well-meaning people in a conference room, decide who's going to go, you know, you've got the seven conferences, their champions, and every conference has is legislated to have a conference championship. They play, and then the committee gets to pick one team as an at-large, and that's presumably the best team that didn't win a conference championship. You know, but then what you have is instead of the committee deciding who plays, they just seed the tournament, you know, like the basket, the men's basketball tournament. And to me, that's super powerful because we're making the decision on the field. So we no longer have the, you know, the junior high school girls cheerleading competition popularity contest. <laughs> and, then, and that's the truth, friends. You know, BYU finally, BYU, I went to Texas Tech. We finally have a clear path to a championship. And the, and the 18 bracket, it of course, makes more sense. I think if they turn on to that, making more money than – I think it's the next inevitable step in college football. College football writer Amy Dotters is on BYU Sports Nation. You proposed a lot in this, and obviously it's, uh, you know, you'd take out TV contracts and tradition and all kinds of things, but, and it's a fun read. But what do you think is actually realistic from your proposal? Well, I think the most realistic thing is that you, you go to an 18 playoff, I think that's probably the most realistic because there is a money element to that. I think eventually we'll outlaw scheduling games against FCS schools. That's a, that's a point in my, in my plan. Um, the Big Ten has gone to that. They've said no more FCS. I think that will, I think that will go. Um, but, and, I, and I think other than that, that's probably the two things that are the most realistic in the plan. I think the other thing is college football continues to be the big money maker. I think at some point, you know, it's reasonable to think that they would split from the NCAA, which is what, you know, I mentioned that at the very end of the article, because frankly, we're treating all these athletes as if they're playing the same sport that makes the same amount of money that has the same impact on an institution. And if we were to single out football and treat that differently, I think that changes everything to the benefit of everybody and I, and I think eventually we'll see a split just because, again, it's about the money, more money involved. Certainly a fan base like BYU fans are, are paying very close attention to the next round of expansion whenever that may be. And a lot of people are targeting when these TV contracts are up. What kind of an expansion would you expect at that time? And then do you believe whatever the next round looks like, do you believe BYU will be included in that? I do, and I think that I, I absolutely do, and I, I think you're right to target around the TV because, again, it's all about the money. You know, that's what's going to happen. We can, all, we can all have our passionate approach to college sports, but it's going to be about the money, and I think BYU is absolutely their target. They're a target for the Pac-12. If the Pac-12 
ever decides to expand. And, and if, there, if, if the Big 12 ever feels forced to make that move, then they're, they're to me, as a Big 12 fan, too, they're the top target for the, the Big 12. Um, it's just unfortunate geographically for BYU and for the rest of the Big 12 if they were expand that way. To me, I would be a lot happier to see BYU, which I would think your fan base is, to go to the Pac-12. But I think BYU may be the, the, the top target. Um, you know, people talk about Boise State, but you guys definitely offer a much wider, uh, you know, across all the, the athletic pursuits, the different sports. I think BYU is a better package. You know, I think more than Houston, more than Cincinnati. You know, BYU is a, is a national brand. And uh, that's going to do nothing but help you. So I think you're the next guy to go. You've said all the right words to the Cougar fan base, Amy. <laughs> we appreciate the time. It's an interesting read on fbschedules.com, which is a great resource to find. And I use it all the time. Look up uh, future schedules for BYU. Amy, great read, and we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. All right. Well, great. I really appreciate you both having me on. And, uh, you know, go Cougars and good luck to you in uh, 2018. Hey, thank you, Amy. We appreciate it. Thanks to Amy Dodders for joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's an interesting read. A lot of that's not going to happen, but it's a fun read of how you'd make college football kind of fair and whatnot. Obviously, like I mentioned, tradition and TV contracts play a role in this, but it's an interesting read. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and but I, I think I think one thing that a lot of people agree on is that the way things are now is not going to be the way that they will be, that there will be some sort of change. There will be some sort of restructuring. What that will look like, we don't know, but it's always fun to be able to see all of these different ideas as to different ways you can do it. And the good thing is most times, in fact, it's probably almost every time when you see stories like this, 60% of the time it's every, it's every time. time BYU is included in this stuff. Yeah. BYU is put into these ideas sure. of how it changes with expansion. Yeah, That's a positive thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And the future is, the future is always bright is as it? you and I know. <laughs> Depends on your outlook. I no, suppose. it's always bright coming up death taxes. And what can BYU fans count on in life? We'll get to more of your responses. But next, he can spike, he can dance. Cyrus Fa'alogo goes undercover athlete with Lauren McLean on Between the Lines. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hi, Lauren. BYU Sports Nation will be broadcasting live from the BYU Fan Fest on Saturday, May 5th in Mesa, Arizona. The event is from 11 to 1 local time at Pioneer Park. Also, don't miss this Saturday's Fan Fest in Idaho Falls. That will be at Waterfront Park from 1 to 3 local time. Fan Fest, those are really fun. If you haven't been, go check them out. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Have you been to one? I have not been to one. You'll love it. Yeah, I'm You'll excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand. Let's get you caught up with some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Baseball plays at Arizona tonight. That's a big game. 9 Eastern. Excuse me, 8 Eastern. Correct. 8 Eastern on the Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio. The Wildcats just outside the top 25 in the NCBWA poll. Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports reports that former BYU linebacker Fred Warner made a pre-draft visit yesterday with the San Francisco 49ers. As we've uh, found out recently, Warner has also previously visited the New York Jets, the Denver Broncos, and the Miami Dolphins. And I would imagine that's just 
what's been reported. I would imagine he's it's had probably other, more. other visits. West Coast Conference golf championships are underway. After round one, Rose Huang and Naomi Soifua lead the team at two over par. The men's team is in seventh place after the first round. Patrick Fishburne leading the way for the Cougars tied at one under par. Second round uh, gets going today. Good luck to the Cougars. By the way, the men and women are the defending champs of that tournament. Back, back to where uh, they're very comfortable. B2B. That's right. Men's track and field moves up one spot to number 25 in the latest USTFCCCA national poll. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the Cougars uh, in men's volleyball are ranked fourth in the country, number one overall seed in the MPSF tournament. Excited about that coming up Thursday night on BYU TV against USC, 9 Eastern. BYU volleyball quite possibly the most dominant sport on campus right now. But would you be able to recognize one of the guys if he approached you? Let's go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Sophomore outside hitter Cyrus Fa'alogo went undercover on campus, showing students his dance moves, his selfie skills, and his contagious laugh. Hit it! I'm here with Cyrus Fa'aloko from the men's volleyball team. He's also known for his stellar dancing. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. We're going to do undercover athlete. Are you ready for this? I am. I think so. You think so or you know so? I know so. All right, let's do this. Here you go. You guys have a quick minute. I could talk to you. We work for BRU TV, and we're just promoting the BRU volleyball team because not a lot of people know them. I don't think they're that good. And we were wondering, if someone were to set you and you wanted to get up and hit the ball, how would you do that? Let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, nice. Okay, a lot of people should take notes. So let's say, for instance, that you were playing volleyball, okay? And you get an ace and you win the whole championship for us, okay? How would you celebrate if you just did this? Would you mind demonstrating that for us? Just like jump up and like go crazy, you know? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I heard too. Okay, sweet. That was perfect. Do you follow BRU men's volleyball at all? I do a little bit. I go to some of the games. Some of the yeah, games? Have you? Yeah. Okay, have you been this season? Okay, what games? It's been a while. It's been a while? <laughs> I know, I promise. You do? Okay. Well, if I w- we were to do like a contest on if which one of you could name the most volleyball players, would you be able to do that? I don't know any of their names. No? Cosmo? I know Brendan Sanders because my roommate's like in love with him. Oh, okay. I mean, he's cool or whatever, huh? Okay. Is this seat taken? Oh, sweet. My name is Brendan. I'm on the volleyball team. And we were wondering if you guys would be able to dance in between the second and third set. Would you guys be interested in doing that? Yeah, you can show me some moves. Okay, you guys want to stand up? You guys want to try? Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is my go-to move when I go to church dances, okay? We're going to go step and then right, left, right. Right? We're going to go this way. Ready? Go. Step, snap, one, two, step. Okay, step, step, one, two, step. <laughs> Thank you. Good job. Hi, how are you? A couple of questions for you, okay? Okay. Do either of you Instagram a lot? Are you big into social media? I have an Instagram. Today's your lucky day because (laughs) we're selecting one lucky person that can take a selfie with me. My name is Brendan Sander. Everybody knows me, okay? Uh Uh-huh. And would like to post it on their Instagram. Great. Would you be down? Sure. Okay. (laughs) I like it, huh? It's a picture. You guys need to see the picture? (laughs) Have a good one. Your name? Hi. Your actual name? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Bye. <laughs>
Random question, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Have you ever heard of Cyrus Fallover? He's on the BYU men's volleyball team. Um, yeah. I can't think off the top of my head. No, okay, I know, I don't know him either, but <laughs> um, I heard that he's like kind of good at dancing. I heard he's really tall, he's kind of dark, wears brown shoes a lot. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> how's it going? Get out of Check out Cyrus and the men's volleyball team take on USC on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time in the MPSF semifinals with Jerome, Steve Vale, and myself on the call. Next week on Between the Lines, we do our second annual Not-So-Pro Day with Troy Warner and Micah Simon and myself as the judges with five of you competing. So check that out to see who wins. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. I especially love Cyrus because he's a Copper Hills Grizzly. Oh. Yeah. Is he really? Mm-hmm. He's a, he, I didn't he, know that he about transferred Cyrus. from uh, Long Beach City College and now he's at BYU. He's the youngest of eight siblings, so he's, he, I believe his family dances. They probably got the moves because he's sure. not afraid. No, he was the one who choreographed their dance <laughs> on did Twitter. He, did anyone follow up to see if that did get posted to Instagram? Like, look, me with Brendan <laughs> we, Sander. We tried. We tried. Yeah. Brendan Sander, I love him. Everybody Go check him out. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> I know. Anyway, Cyrus, Cyrus is hilarious. He laughed almost that entire time. Yeah, so people are just he's like, a giggler. Yeah. <laughs> like laughing with him. They didn't know what to do. He was so fun. I'm very Love excited about the Not So Pro Day, by the way. That was yes. a smash hit last year. It's even more of a smash hit this yeah? year. We added two more people. So as you can imagine, just. It's, it's like a broken bat Bryce Harper homer. That's, yeah. I think that's what it's going to be next week. That was pretty sweet, by the so way. So tune in. Yeah, that, that was, was incredible. That was incredible. He hates BYU. Mormons for the win. <laughs> Mormons for the win. <laughs> that was incredible. So. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Our question of the day. Besides death and taxes and between the lines, what's the one thing BYU fans can count on? That's Shea Lawrence. Death, taxes, and West Coast Conference softball champs. Okay, that's, that's good. That's a good one. We that's forgot one. that one. Rugby national champ or runner-up. Nationally ranked volleyball teams. This is a volleyball school. Don't forget it. Impossible September football schedules. Amen to did that. You, I was going to say, did you add that in? Nope. At Spencer Linton saying, wherever and however you're dialed in. I've actually talked to Spencer. He said, connect wherever you're connected. And I was like, dude, that's a more digital approach to this instead of the <laughs> dial. I was like, I love it. Do that one. But I do like the visual of people, you know, dialed dialing. In. Yeah, that's. Or dialing school. your internet. Yeah. Or, dial or dialing a phone. Yeah. You know, like the one that we have on our graphic. Yes, which there's lots of discussion about said yeah. crap. <laughs> I had one of those phones. Okay. We all did when we yeah, were Yeah, I know. Except for these young guns. I know, these youngsters. Here. Coming up, a perfect performance from the plate for a BYU Cougar. We'll get to that in the whip. And more of your reactions to our death taxes and what BYU fans can expect. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
Number one seed, BYU men's volleyball hosting sixth seed USC Thursday night in the MPSF semifinals at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars won both in the regular season in four sets. Uh, should BYU win, they'll play the winner of UCLA in Concordia Irvine Saturday night. Mm, Concordia Irvine, M- huh? The MPSF championship, a team that beat BYU Yeah, a little, little revenge possibly, huh? You, that would be an upset over yes, UCLA it as, it uh, as well. We'll see. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Thanks for dialing or connecting with us. <laughs> if you missed the show at uh, noon Eastern, there's always a rebroadcast at 6 Eastern, by the way. Question of the day, besides death and taxes, what is the one thing BYU fans can count on? Let's get to some of your tweets right here. At Tyler Thompson 96 Utah fans always finding a way to critique everything BYU does, good or bad, especially when it means replying, commenting on BYU-specific accounts. Oh, yeah. Almost every BYU story, the first comment is from a Ute fan. It just it always happens. This isn't one-sided. Let's not act like this it's is It's one-sided. one-sided. You stop. You just stop right now. It is all one-sided. Your idea is one-sided. <laughs> At Twigger Stone. <laughs> Let me read this one, because this, yes. this one is near and dear to my heart. Yes, it yes. is. Uh, At Twigger Stone, as you mentioned, that the Big 12 will say it's going to expand. Speculation will go crazy about BYU being added. And then nothing will happen. It's, <sighs> too soon. It's too real. It's too real. Too soon? That's nah, too real. It's been two summers almost. Too soon. <laughs> At one bald Cairo doc, CPF, cardio and pulmonary fluctuations. All right. He's just flaunting his medical knowledge now. But we appreciate it. This is a lowbrow program. Like, what, what are you doing? How about this one? At USU Coog 11, great ice cream from the creamery and cougar tails at the games. Not according to one former BYU athlete. At 86 WI Coog. One, BYU fan expectations. I love the creamer, by the way. I want to throw that out there. BYU fan expectations are viewed through multiple layers of blue goggles. Oh, yeah. Let's mm, bring uh, them on. Let's get them on. Let's do that. Yeah. I just wish that these were lit up still. We've got to get the battery fixed. Yes. Yeah, someone, someone left them on. I'm not going to say who. These are the best who. ones we have. Makes me look like the Terminator. I'm not, yes, they do. I'll oh, be you back. look good. The, the radio audience is like, what? <laughs> it's been a while since we did anything blue goggled, by the way. Is that is that bad? No, of course not. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. I think we need Blue to do it more alert. often. We need uh, to alert. like inject the karma into BYU. You athletics. should probably take those off though before you read the second part of that tweet. No, I'm gonna keep them on. <laughs> Continuing at eighty six WI Cook. Jerem Jordan complaining about BYU football scheduling being too tough. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Number three, BYU basketball losing minimum of 2.8 games to non-St. Zaga teams. Jeez. Thank you for the math. You got a little downer here. What's going on? It's up to three now, by the way. And four, WCC officiating. Yeah, no, I, I said WCC officiating. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't uh, tweeted you. Today? They seem to follow you all the time. It's got to be a BYU person running the account. They pay attention too much. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, at, uh, let's see... Daver G. May? I don't know. All in caps, unrealistic expectations. You know, it's interesting. So we had uh, Dave Rose on last week. We did. And and I'm just going to keep the goggles on because they're so ridiculous. I forgot how ridiculous these are. (laughs) Dave Rose said last week that uh, when we asked the question, should should fans expect BYU to make the NCAA tournament? He said, absolutely. He said, every year year you should expect it. So that's the thing. So expectations are an interesting thing. When your expectations aren't met, generally people are unhappy, okay? So what should the expectations be for certain sports? Like how much should 
How much with BYU football should we bring it down? Because to me, it's make a bowl game. Like, we've changed from being, let's get into the 9-plus win, 10 win, to just make a bowl game. You got a new OC. You don't have Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams for a second year. Not like, you're post that era where they could make up some, uh, cover some sins of the offense, whatever. Make, it, uh, make a bowl game. Men's hoops. To me, it's not make the NCAA tournament. That's too high right now. I understand that every year there's different circumstances that surround whatever program you're talking about. But I, I, would, I think you would be hard-pressed to find any coach who would say something other than what Coach Rose said. Right. We're not ex- coming from the coach no, standpoint. But, but, that's but, what I'm saying. But they, if that's their expectations, why shouldn't it be everybody else's expectations? Because you're going to be disappointed Okay, but you're going to be disappointed every year. If you don't ultimately win the national championship in every sport, every no, team in no, the no, country no, no, is going to be disappointed. No, too high. Because most teams are going to – their last game of the year is going to be a loss. Yes. Everyone is going to experience that. I expect to lose to end the year every year for BYU. You're not winning the national title in anything but rugby. But that doesn't and mean the that you can't have high expectations. Men's volleyball, yes, but like, like, yeah. Let's go land on Jupiter. That is not a realistic expectations. But guess what? Mars is. Mars is the NCAA tournament. Matt Damon did the it. The final four is Jupiter. Okay? Matt Damon lived on it for years off of potatoes. Sister Jean ain't walking <laughs> through that door. Okay, I think it's. I think you need to. There's different expectations for the teams versus the fan base. The teams should expect to do well. They're the teams. They're in the gym. We're just watching. In many cases, the fans are paying. Like they should expect to be good. The, the, and you and you. It's Mac. Or, sorry, or Max Hall and Harvey and Dennis Pitt and Oscar Collier. No, it's a different group. Let's be fair to them. Let's expect them to be good, but not go crazy. That's what I'm saying. We don't expect to make the New Year's Six. We just want to make a bowl game. Just a bowl game. And I'm looking and through the say, goggles saying say, a bowl game. The fact that you're having this argument a bowl game with, the goggles. with those on is so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is like so- the size of these blue goggles. <laughs> you didn't even go you didn't even go with the big ones. <laughs> those, these are yeah. These are these are the uh this year winning uh, nine game goggles. Like <laughs> like let's just win six. You know? Those These are, the, are so stupid. Those are the worst ones. <laughs> those are the worst ones of all of them. Yes, they are. I, I'm taking them off. I'm fired up now. <laughs> well, we're going to give you the break to kind of calm down. Coming up, BYU Golf competing right now for a West Coast Conference Championship. An update on their status coming up in the whip. Plus, what team will host Fred Warner for another pre-draft visit? This is BYU Sports Nation with Blue Goggles! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest. Don't call me Amy Daughters. If you missed some of today's show, don't download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. See there, Eddie Vedder. Coming up tomorrow, not Eddie Vedder, Ed Lamb will be on the show. We will also talk. He was with, in a rock band. He was, yes, absolutely. Yeah. We'll yeah. also talk with ESPN New Orleans Saints reporter Mike Triplett. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. The Cougars play at Arizona tonight, 8 Eastern time on Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio. The Wildcats just outside the top 25 in the NCBWA. That is the National College Baseball Writers Association poll. Cougars in the minors. Fun fact, I was once uh, a member of that. Really? And then I realized I didn't care. In double-A, Brennan Lund went 3-for-3 with a run for the Mobile Bay Bears and lost to the Biloxi Shuckers 5-1. 
In AAA, Jacob Hanneman went one for one with a homer for the Iowa Cubs in a loss to the Memphis Redbirds. And in AA, my homie Adam Law, Lawland, went one for four with a single for the Arkansas Travelers in a 9 nothing loss to the Corpus Christi Hooks. Cougars in the draft. Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports reporting Fred Warner made a pre-draft visit yesterday to the San Francisco 49ers. Warner has previously visited the New York Jets, the Denver Broncos, and the Miami Dolphins. Golf. The men and women's teams are competing in the West Coast Conference Championships. As we speak, the men in seventh place at seven over in the second round. Some work to do there to defend their title. Brett Rasmussen currently two under through three in the second round and is tied for third. How about the women, Jason? The women uh, are in second place at plus 16. Rose Huang and Naomi Soifua are both tied for second place at two over par. They're just getting underway. Track and field. Men's team moves up a spot to number 25 in the latest USTFCA national poll. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Hacker. You need the most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout, Jason? What about giving it to Cyrus? Yes, he's got about, a big yeah, personality. He's yes, fun. let's give it to Cyrus. He's fun. It was great. He's AKA fantastic. Brendan Sander. <laughs> Everyone knows me. Everybody knows me. I want to find out if she put that up on Instagram saying she was with Brendan Sander. Yeah, she's like, oh, how about, how about the roommate that's like, oh, my roommate's in love with Brendan. Uh, Brendan has a girlfriend uh, of many years. Our question of the day, besides death and taxes, I'm not saying the girlfriend's old. I'm just saying they've been dating for a while. Yeah, you've already. Besides death and taxes, what is the one thing BYU fans can count on at Old School BYU? Aspiring for the playoffs every spring by nature, we're optimistic. Come on now. How about about aspire for 10 wins? Why? Is it it, it crazy? The playoffs? Stop being a buzzkill when everybody's excited for an upcoming season. How about that? You can go to Cougar Board for that. Our elite tweet of the day at Jake R. Camp. The mission trip commentary <laughs> coming from commentators who have no idea what they're talking about every single game. That is the elite tweet and well-deserved. The conversation continuing 24-7 <laughs> on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is always on demand. You can check that out at BYUSN.com. I just want to be a little more fair to expectations. Listen, aspire high. Yes. Landing you know on Mars is different than landing disappointed. on Saturn. That doesn't mean you don't want to look forward to things. No, I do the look forward to things. The future is always positive. If you look at it that way, yeah. The audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Lauren McLean, Jason Shepard. I'm Buzzkill, Jerem Jordan. Shout out to Joe Klein, men's volleyball player, not the NBA player. Fury Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow.